Good to have you back. Today is one of those days where you, uh, <laughs> you're hoping you got some good tires on your car, whether it's snow tires, uh, not necessarily on the ice, but snow tires and such. And uh, there is no better place than right off of 94 between Milwaukee and Madison. Uh, right there, just north in the uh, Johnson Creek exit, just north of 94. You can see it from the highway, which is uh, J&L Tire Service. They were packed. I was out there yesterday. They were packed with people coming in in preparation for the snow and the ice and the rain and all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, but if you're looking for whether it's tires, service, uh, they have a ton of tractor trailers that they are completely changing tires out and brakes out, all that kind of stuff right now. So a terrific place that can do that for you as well. They have pickup service for uh, tractor trailers and rigs and all that kind of stuff that they can use. So uh, get a hold of our friend Lyle and the gang at, uh, at J&L Tire Center out there uh, in Johnson Creek. There is no better people, no better place, honest, good people. Check them out. Go to jnltire.com, jnltire.com. So the question was, the question was um, that what could the – if let's just say the Packers, okay, with everything that's being said, if – the Packers say wanted to trade Jordan Love. What do the Packers do? I think first and foremost, you know, would would the Packers take you know uh, a pick out of the first round, trade Jordan Love to one of these teams later in the first round, most likely? Uh, do you trade that and get a pick for Jordan Love? Would you use that or package it up with another pick, say a second round pick or something like that? and move up in the draft to take a quarterback higher in the draft. Could you do that? Well, the the top two quarterbacks, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, you're not going to get either one of those guys. Um, I just don't think you're going to get them. Um, could you jump up and maybe get like, um, what is it, Will Levi, the kid out of Kentucky, Ben? Levis, Will Levis, or Levis, Will Levis. Yeah, I kind of think um, he stinks. Yeah, I'm not. I there. was going to say I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, he's kind of like you know, I, I, Anthony Richardson out of out of Florida is another one I think people have been talking about uh, being maybe a top ten kind of guy. But it's like C.J. Stroud and and Bryce Young, and then everybody else. So to answer your question, yeah, you could you could you know go get somebody. But I don't think there's a whole lot of quarterbacks that are worthy of getting as a first-round draft choice in this draft. I just don't. I would think if you really want to do something, you've got um, Nigba out of Ohio State, uh, the wide receiver. Uh, we talked about Mayer, the kid out of uh, Notre Dame. Um, you know, he was a... Um, good tight end for Notre Dame. I mean, if you kind of jumped up and grabbed those two guys, you've loaded your offensive pass catching capability. I mean, if you really want to get crazy, you could go to say, get Quentin Johnson for, from TCU. Um, boy, I'm trying to think of who else is highly rated when it comes to, you know, pass catchers. Um, you're not going to get saying that the top five, so that's kind of out. Um, but there's still good tight ends available. Uh, you could also fortify the safety position. You can get uh, that branch out of Alabama. You could fortify that. But if you're looking for weapons to add to the arsenal for Aaron Rodgers, you could do that. You could do the same thing if you traded Aaron Rodgers. 
and say you ended up, you know, picking up the Jets because the Jets are drafting at 13. So you could do the exact same thing. You could get Quinton Johnson out of TCU. Then you could get Mayer out of out of Notre Dame and give those weapons to Jordan Love if you indeed trade for, you know, Aaron Rodgers. So either way, you could end up with additional pieces in that first round if you decide to make a deal of some type. But remember, if you decide that you're going to, you know, go ahead and, and move on Jordan Love and go ahead and give him a starting op- opportunity somewhere else, if you decide to make that deal, you're in essence saying, okay, Aaron, you're our guy the next couple of years at least if you want to keep playing. And then you are now on the lookout for another quarterback at some point. And Rodgers has to be made aware of that. Um, and I'm getting the draft questions about the kid from uh, Utah, uh, which I believe is Dalton Kincaid, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know a lot about him. I haven't gotten that far. I'm still doing the helicopter view of the, the draft. Uh, we haven't even gotten through the uh, the combine yet. Anyway, that being said, so th- there's some thought there that you could then trade them away and then pick up an additional guy in the draft that would benefit you. Uh, whether it's a safety, which you're probably going to need, or you know more additional weapons, and, and think about it this way: if you it, let's say Christian Watson's the real deal and he pans out, you know you could be like Jamar Chase and T Higgins and company in Cincinnati. If you start hitting on a couple of these wideouts or a tight end and a wideout, you could have Christian over the top, Mayor out of the tight end position, Romeo Dobbs working out of the slot. You can pick, say, say if you decide to go in the realm of Nigma out of Ohio State, another really good pass catcher. You could have bookend. I mean, think about the weaponry you would have if indeed some of that pans out, you know? So there's, there's quite a bit there that you have ability to make this team better on the now, even with young guys. And think about this in the next two years. With whomever it is you grab, and as they begin to mature, if indeed they're the real deal, think about how good that team will be in a couple of years. So even if Jordan Love is a mediocre quarterback and you decide to go in that direction, chances are he can become a greater quarterback or a better quarterback because of the talent around him and vice versa. You know? So I don't think that it's as bleak as people want to make it out to be. I still feel that this team would have to go out and find themselves either a safety that's got veteran experience or another pass catcher with veteran experience. I just feel you need that. Um, So I don't know what they would end up doing, but you got to find somebody. You can't just rely on all the youth to just suddenly come of age. I mean, you need somebody in that, that room to work with them, help them study, help them, you know, break down film, look at route trees, how to run it, how to do things without being just a coach. You know, you got to look at all of that. Uh, I still go back to the days when, you know, they had all the secondary coaches. They had all the guys back there that were proper. But when you talk to Tremont Williams and Sam Shields and Nick Collins and going back to that year and you ask them all, being young and coming up in that system, you say, what happened? They all look at Charles Woodson and say, man, that guy knew how to break down film. That guy had been there, done that, and done it at a high level. They all followed him. You need a guy like that in some way, shape, or form to do it for the Packers, for the young guys and the wideouts and the tight ends and such to be able to help them uh, break it all down. So the, just just my take on all of that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, 
John says if Rodgers was 29 instead of 39, I'd bet he would play a lot better this season. Pushing 40, I think it's more likely that he's starting to show the age, just like many others who are retired around 40 or sooner. That's our buddy John and Howard. And normally I would say you're right. Normally. But because of how Rodgers has taken care of himself over the last, you know, half decade, he's been pretty good at kind of keeping his I don't don't and again I'm going back to the fact that I don't think he worked as hard on the the legs and such and the core as he did in years past this past off season so I'm really I I, I just think he's coming back with a chip this year I just do uh Jalen Hyatt a wide receiver Tennessee second round take the safety in the first according to Max uh, if we get the Raiders seventh pick uh, that would be horrific if we drafted uh, Branch in my opinion um, I don't think I'd take Branch at seven. I'd go with a wide receiver or a tight end, and Branch you can may- maybe get a little bit later on in the first round. But you need a – don't underestimate the need for a safety, a good-hitting cover safety in the National Football League, you know? It's just it. Uh, the Packers have a tape, team capable of winning a Super Bowl. Only thing San Francisco has that Green Bay doesn't is Joey Bosa, but Green Bay has better quarterbacks. No, James, they they got Debo Samuel, they got Kittle, they got a decent run game, they've got uh, bookends when it comes to their uh, their defense. Uh, no, they're they're really really good. Don't underestimate San Francisco. Don't don't knock San Francisco by saying they're exactly the same as Packers. Only difference is quarterback. Um, I, I don't. Eric Armstead has been. A mainstay up front alongside Bosa. They got Dre Greenlaw, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Who else that they've had? Uh, Jimmy Ward was really solid in that secondary in the nickelback position. Um, And then obviously, like I said, you have McCaffrey, which is fantastic. George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, Ayuk. Remember, they drafted Ayuk uh, a few years back. Uh, So, no, they're a loaded team. They're a loaded team. I would not downplay them by any stretch of the imagination. Now, they've, you know, either Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy, by the way, the surgery on that elbow has now been postponed for a few more weeks. So he's probably looking at even, you know, August or later before he starts really getting back to it with that uh, with that injury. Uh, there's still a question mark out with Trey Lance after that ugly ankle break that he had. And let's be honest, he didn't look that good when he was playing. So there's Trey Lance, they're, they're, more than ready to move on again from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he just keeps – people just keep wanting to kick him to the curb, and he just keeps winning. Uh, and Garoppolo could find himself involved in some type of a deal and and moving on to another team for sure, you know. So uh, – but that that's a good football team. And and let, I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think they're better coached than the Packers are. I really do. Uh, I – you just go back to that game that uh, they had at Lambeau a couple of years ago, and you know you 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 talk to the coaches after the game, and they said, "Look, we knew the Packers had a better team. We knew we had a better defense than what they had on offense, but overall they had a better team. So what they saw was we've got an ability to make plays on special teams. We found where their weakness was. They were poorly coached on special teams." And they, San Francisco took advantage of it. Block kick, block punt, touchdown, scored. You know, had the big fumble that they, the big hit on Mercedes Lewis. 
and they felt that they could win in the trenches because the guys coming back for the Packers were rusty, and they were quicker than they were, and they felt they could exploit it, and they did. They did exactly what their game plan called for. They didn't go out and blow them out and run up a bunch of points or anything like that because, remember, Debo Samuel was coming back from injury. They had him doing a little bit of everything, but they didn't. They weren't better offensively than the Packers. They just knew that there were areas that they were better than the Packers in and better schemed, and, and they found the uh, the weaknesses of the Packers. They exploited it big time. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But also don't forget the old adage is that, you know, a terrific defense will stymie a good offense every damn day of the and all you need to do then is make one better play than they make, have one mistake less than they have, and you can walk away with a win. How we just saw that in the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody believes that Philadelphia was by far uh, a more well-rounded team. It was just a couple of mistakes. It was a special teams gaffe uh, covering a punt return, and obviously uh, Jalen Hurts with a fumble. And those two plays pretty much cost them the game. 877-867-1670. Find us again, 877-867-1670. Um, James says, yep, Green Bay special team sucked. I saw that in the preseason as well. Uh, John says 100% they got outcoached. Uh, Thomas, San Francisco, much better defense. Um, Joshua says, I know it's early, but Mayors seems to be dropping. Here's the thing, Joshua, when it comes to dropping and guys rocketing up and falling down the big board and all that crap. Um why was he rated so high when the season ended and suddenly he's not? Unless there was some kind of an off-season surgery or something or some kind of a mishap or an injury, I don't buy into all the the Mel Kuyper up and down the big board crap. It's, it's, it's all crap and conjecture. It just is. It just is. If he's that good and was a first-rounder coming out of the football season, then he's that good and he's a first-rounder coming out or coming into the draft. He's done nothing to make him fall. And I, I agree with you. Look, when you start to see this stuff and guys are going up the big board and falling down the big board, you ask yourself why? Because it's it's we see it every year. It's all crap. It's just a big steaming pile. And then you got you have general managers that begin talking, and they've got a guy they've got their eye on, but they'll downplay him a little bit, and they'll say, well, this team's not as interested in this guy, and they're going to go in this direction because of this. But in essence, they're, you know, this time of year is when all the misinformation begins to come out. Right after the right into the combine and after the combine. Yeah, we're not looking at this guy. How many times have we heard, boy, they never even talked to me at the combine. I never, They weren't even on my radar. It's because you stay away from the guys you're coveting. You know how good they are. You've watched them on film. You've seen what they can do, short of a physical. You know, unless they, you come out, you know, you, you you go to take your physical and they find out you only have half a heart, you know, you're you're their guy, man. Unless some crazy ailment keeps you out of the league, a lot of times these guys don't even talk to them. They just want to stay away from them. They don't want anybody to, to know that they have an interest in this particular player. You know, so this time of year, it's just, it's all crap. It's it's I don't believe a word of it. I look at the the level of talent of guys that are in the league, how what the needs are and how deep those positions are. And then you say, okay, well, maybe if it's a deep position, teams will back off a little bit because they feel they can get just as much value in say the second or third round, which will cause that position to fall. That I understand. But if you're a good player and everybody knows you're a good player, you're gonna go. You're gonna go when you're supposed to go. You know, very few guys that are not that are really, really good 
Very few guys that were projected to be a first-round draft choice fall to the third and become a great player, you know, or vice versa. Rodgers fell, became a great player, but he was also at the point supposed to be a number one. We've seen a lot of guys drafted in the third and fourth and fifth round on many teams that have turned out to be terrific players that other teams have passed on. You want to kick yourself for. I get all of that, but it's kind of where it is is where it is. And at this time of year, everybody starts yapping about guys falling, guys guys coming up the big board, and it's just it's you know just take one big whiff because as we all know, it's just one big steaming pant load. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. And our friends at Kemp's, they are locally owned right here in our own backyard. And Kemp's has been around a long, long time. And they are hiring CDL drivers. They are hiring technicians. They are hiring production and if you're looking for a career with a really good company, get a hold of our friends at Kemp's. $23 an hour plus benefits and all kinds of other stuff. Plus, plus, they say sign-on bonuses right now being offered for certain positions as well. And they are a, a, a big-time player right here in our own backyard. Every year, they work hard to support local charities as well and local communities. And uh, they do uh, you know a lot of different stuff with uh, alleviating hunger, offering hope and delivering on goods and, uh, you know, kind of, Good, uh, good comes around, uh, as they believe, and they've donated $10,000 to the Sockville Food Pantry. Uh, they're based, like I said, right in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, locally owned. If you're looking for a career with our friends at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, that's Kemp's.com, and click on the careers link at the bottom of the page. Go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, and click on the careers link on the bottom of the page. There you go. Uh, Max, by the way, says, uh, nope, don't necessarily like taking a tight end in the first round. What about a big uh, Darnell Washington from Georgia in the second or third, take Mercedes Lewis place eventually? I want uh, I want a guy that's going to be fast. I want a guy that's a pass catcher. I want a guy that is difficult to match up with. Uh, that's fine, wh- whatever you take. But I- I'm, I'm not passing. I'm not... I'm not interested anymore in passing on talent to get a lesser guy in the next round. Pick the best players. If a tight end is sitting there, you need a tight end, and that's the next best available player on the board, you take them. You take them. This whole thing about waiting on talent, and I'll find this guy, and I'll find, that's what Ted did. And then Ted also looked at guys saying, well, more wide receivers are going to come to us in the latter portion, so I'm going to take what we need now. I'm going to take the Justin Harrells of the world, and I'm going to make him a nose tackle. I'm going to take Dayton Jones. He's going to be an outside pass rusher. I'm going to take Nick Perry. These guys are going to be great players because I'm taking them when for the need and where we're taking them, and we'll pass on other talent. No. I don't care if you have 47 quarterbacks. If the best player available on your board is a quarterback, you take them. That's the way they built this team early going back to 2005, and they started making it better and better and better because they took the most talented players. 
later on in the draft, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever, it becomes kind of a crapshoot. It's how much homework have you done and how well is this player going to fit into your system and how coachable are they and what is their ceiling? If they got a lot more left in the tank, that's fantastic. Otherwise, they're guys. They're going to be special teamers. They're going to kind of excel in certain areas, what have you. But when you see talent, I don't – this whole thing about passing on this guy because I want to go here instead, you take the best available talent. You trust your draft board. The best teams are the ones that consistently find good talent and just keep adding to talent. That's good teams. 877-867-1670. Oh, our buddy Jay Qualls is back. Jay Qualls, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing today? I'm good. What's on your mind? Um, before I get into my bright idea I came up with, I want to know, was you a Packers fan before you? Um, I want to know, was you a Packers fan before you moved from here from Cincinnati? And, yes. And if you was a Packers fan, how did you... Like, how did you you come to be a Packers fan in Cincinnati? Well, my mom and dad were Bart Starr fans, so anytime there was a Packers game on, we were watching it. My mom and dad, my dad obviously knew Lombardi and such, but my mom and dad were both big-time Bart Starr fans. My dad loved Starr. So that whenever the Packers were on, we sat down and watched them, and I just kind of grew up that way. We hated Cleveland. We loved Cincinnati, but my dad was from Indiana and did not like the Bears, and so uh, whenever Bart Starr was on, we watched we watched that. So that's kind of how my background as a Packers fan, a quasi-Packers fan, came about. Okay. Hey, now, I was thinking, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I thought of a nice segment that we could do. I mean, I, okay. I know it's just, I'm just playing around or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you seem to be on one side of the fence, and I seem to be on the other side of the fence. So I was thinking maybe when the football season came up, we could um, do a segment called I Told You So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I could do that. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. I, we're, I You know, here's the thing, and, and I, I watch you go back and forth on the Bud Light live stream. I, I don't think we're as far apart as we think we are or you think we are, again, because my argument is and has always been, if Rodgers is not all in, then I don't bring him back to begin with. It's To me, it's not, it's not productive. If he's all in, it's what you do with it after the fact. Now, logic, again, will tell you, monetarily speaking, you, you move on. But you also the the caveat in all of this the 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 extra piece of knowledge here is the Packers behind closed doors know what they have in Jordan Love, and if they think Jordan Love, yeah, it's, he's not the guy. He's a good backup, but he's not the guy. And they don't trade him away. Nobody's beating down the door. Rodgers is coming back. You know, if they trade away Jordan Love, then they're like, nah, that guy wasn't the guy. He wasn't he wasn't excelling enough to make us believe that he was going to be a winner. So we didn't want to commit a longer-term contract to him by picking up that year and then making another deal with him down the road. So, But if they do, and they say, hey, look, we're going to run it back one more time with Aaron. We've got to give Aaron that, uh, that opportunity. We believe we can win with him. Uh, we'll give you a bigger deal, keep you around. Well, then they believe he's a good backup, but they don't believe he's ready to really be the next Aaron Rodgers. And if they trade him away... 
and they say, hey, you know, trade Rodgers away, and just regardless of what Rodgers says and or commits to, then they believe that Jordan loves the the real deal and that they're going to monetarily begin turning this franchise back around and probably doing logically what everybody seems to think is the best thing for the franchise in the long term. So I, I don't think we're that far apart. I look at it in a lot of different ways, but I, I still don't take the heart and legacy aspect of this for granted as for the wants and needs uh, of the franchise. But you, we can do that. If you want to come back and say, I told you so, I that's fine. That's fine. I know there's a lot of people that want to do that. It just depends on how you say, I want to tell you, tell you so, too, because let's say Rodgers comes back and has a spectacular year, but the defense is bad. And Rodgers can't drag them to a Super Bowl or drag them to more wins. Then do you say, I told you so, they didn't have enough out of Rodgers, or I told you so, they didn't have enough money because of Rodgers, they should have got rid of him, therefore they could have afforded better players. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it depends on what the I told you so's are. I mean, my whole point is, if I want to say I told you so, Right now, I would start with, I think Rodgers is going to have a pretty good year coming back. So that would be the I told you so. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, but I don't think we're, like, way off. I mean, because you can say, you can make every argument to get rid of Aaron Rodgers and talk about love and financial stability and such, and I would say you're 100% correct. But the only thing I will disagree on is those that tell me Jordan Love is this some kind of winner. You know, that you know this. There's no way to know it right now. There's no way to know it. He looked better. He had a couple of good throws in the preseason. Had some nice tosses in the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I'll I'll agree with that. But, but... We don't know what kind of winner he is for teams that are specifically scheming against him. The only thing we have to be able to say as a litmus test for that was the one game when we knew who he was. We knew he was going to start. Everybody knew he was going to start, and that was against Kansas City. And he didn't do a damn thing. It was an ugly, ugly game. Other than that, we don't know. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. James says, I would uh, have loved to have seen uh, love for DK Metcalf last offseason, but nope. And they sure as heck won't go for it after this season and the season that Geno Smith had. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much belief, you know, if they filled Geno Smith as a one-hit wonder, if they believe that he's the real deal. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, boy, the Bud Light live stream's on fire today. People are just going back and forth. Uh, Chris says that I trust, uh, I trust our lads. There you go. Um, what else do we have here? I remember when, uh, uh they said, uh, Chris says, I remember when DK Metcalf was climbing the boards, uh, bought into that hype and uh, coveted the heck out of that guy, man, he would have been a spectacular green Bay Packer, but yes, draft chatter is just that, um, draft chatter i absolutely i have always got you know what i like i like our lad scouting guide and here's the reason why and i've said this time and again the reason why is because our lads they don't have a lot, a lot of guys out there chatting about up and down big boards and they don't put out 47 different mock drafts they put out a couple from a couple of their different writers but after that it's pretty much it you know they do 
they will hear things about guys, or maybe a guy looked really good in the senior bowl, but coming out of the combine didn't really perform the way they thought he would. And okay, maybe there's, you, you know, you get a nick against him, or maybe a guy who has everything going for him in his own pro day, who's basically got all his own people around him and still doesn't perform really well. Maybe he could drop a little bit. Maybe he can look at it as doesn't handle the pressure or whatever. You know, there's some things there that I understand. But for the most part, this thing where a guy's a first-round draft choice in the top 10 or 15 and suddenly he's a third-round guy, that doesn't make sense. You can fall. I mean, unless you've got some kind of a police blotter incident that happens, why in the world would you fall that far? Why, what would make a general manager go, you know what, you're our guy at 15. No, you're not. You're our guy at 77. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless suddenly things just completely and dramatically change, like your talent level has fallen off because somewhere along the way you were swimming in the ocean enjoying a vacation and you got your arm bitten off by a shark, why would you fall that far? It, that, that doesn't make sense. 877-867-1670, you can find us can always track us down. Got more emails to get to as well. Uh, this one's from Mike. Mike says, a 100% agree watching uh, the guys on ESPN talk about guys that are gaining steam into the draft is a joke. It very rarely happens that way. Mel Kuyper is awful to listen to and awful to look at. I've always said he's a grown-up Eddie Munster, by the way. If you go compare their haircuts, take a look and you, you see if you don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, he also says that the Packers should be, at least be paying more attention to some of these guys, but they seem to go off their own beaten path and uh, falter more often than not. Uh, as you have stated, a third-round draft choice for the Green Bay Packers has been terrible. Mike, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Uh, I do, there's some other things I do want to get to, so it's not like I just want to do all Packers all the time today. Uh, you got the Bucks practicing. They're going to be back at it on Friday. Uh, they've got the second half run. Who in the world thinks that Giannis should not win the MVP at this point? Uh, there's a lot of talk about that already and a lot of conjecture uh, about who is the most valuable player in the league. That's something to think about. Badgers coming back at it tonight. They've lost two of their last three. They're barely just trying to hang on to some type of a bubble uh, watch at this point. You know, you've got that going on. Uh, obviously, Marquette continues to climb. They get another big win last night. So a lot of good things happening college hoops-wise. Uh, Ashby, Ashby goes down with a shoulder issue and now he's not going to be throwing until May for the Milwaukee Brewers. So early on in camp, they lose one of their, one of their pitchers. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but, uh, kind of a, kind of an open potpourri, so to sp so to speak of many different things, uh, right now, anything you want to chat about, hit us up and give us a call. 877-867-1670. Email the bill Michaels at gmail.com. The bill Michaels at gmail.com. And uh, I've actually got one here, Ben, uh, from Jason, who lives uh, up in Sheboygan. And he has a ruler picture of snow. So now we're getting the rulers out for pictures of snow all throughout the state. Well, so, he sent it to the go. wrong place. It's yeah, he to sent go to it to my me. Twitter DMs. So there you go. So anyway, that being said, uh, all that coming up. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. 
Glad you're on board. Hey, our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley uh, reminding you that uh, coming up on Friday, Fish Fry Friday, like the official Fish Fry Friday, and they have a terrific one out there using that salt-cured rye bread, which is so good, and not many places serve that. So uh, he always wants me to remind you how good their fish fry is. So if you have not stopped out to Stoley's Hog Alley, for their fish fry, it is. And not kidding, he is not, you know, he's allowed to brag. Jeff and Alicia are allowed to brag. That is a fantastic fish fry. Head out there or Stoles All 109 up in Watertown. Either place, absolutely fantastic. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, Austin says, hey, guys, I'm honestly good with whatever the Packers choose to do. I'm a uh, Packers fan and want the franchise to do what they think is in the best interest to get back to winning football. There you go. Uh, this one's from uh, this is from KC, who says uh, that I believe Aaron Rodgers can be back with the Packers. I just don't think that he's going to have a spectacular season. He needs more around him. What are the Packers going to be able to afford to do, and what the, they do in the draft is going to determine how good this team is going to be. Um. Yeah, that's kind of like master of the obvious. I mean, if he comes back, then, you know, how much money are they going to have to spend? What can they fortify? They're going to need at least seven to eight, ten million dollars for some of the draft choices. I think it it's probably like closer to eight. But you'll need some money, no doubt. And kind of go from there. But that's, you know, you got to hit on at least two or three, at least three of your draft choices in this draft again. And you have to see significant growth from Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker. You're going to have to have see, see significant growth there uh, for this season to be really, really good. Keep the injuries to a minimum. And, you know, obviously you're going to have to have a very solidified offensive line. Uh, Rashawn Gary come back and play not Rashawn Gary-esque, but at least semi-close to that, I guess, might be the best way to put it. But you're going to have to fortify that safety position. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can uh, call. This one, uh, let's see here. I've already read that one. I don't want to do that one again. Uh, This is from Holly, who just simply says, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers end his career with a championship. I think he deserves it. I think many, many people are hard on him. Uh, because of his thoughts and beliefs, maybe he shouldn't. Maybe he shouldn't talk about it because it gives us all opportunity to criticize him. Yeah, he's a little different from the rest of us uh, than we are here in the Midwest. But I hope him. I hope he and his team, whoever that may be, ends up with a championship. Holly, appreciate the email. Thank you. Um, and Joe just simply says that uh, this is all on Goody. No matter what happens with the Green Bay Packers, Goody's made the deal and has made his bed. He's going to have to lie on it. He better hope that either Jordan Love is the real deal or the draft choices around Aaron Rodgers all grow together. That's from Joe. Um, Yeah, a lot is correct. (laughs) Can't argue with any of that, to be honest with you. Um, Just trying to go through a lot of these emails. No, yeah, that doesn't really have anything to do with it. Um, this one's from Justin Summit, who says, uh, how much does the Ashby injury hurt the Milwaukee Brewers? I don't really think it hurts them that much, to be honest with you. I mean, 
you know, you'd like to see everybody healthy going into the season. Don't get me wrong. But then to have an injury this early can be can be somewhat concerning because, you know, when you have a guy that's, you know, slated to be, you know, in your pen that, you know, gives you depth and experience, yeah, that hurts because your pen is not your strength to begin with. But you still have Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Lauer, Peralta, Wade Miley now as the back end of your back into your rotation. And Wade Miley's kind of your X factor because if Wade Miley, who has really not pitched a lot of innings over the last couple of years because of injury, let's say he comes back and gives you the form that he had uh, going back to either when he was here or going back a couple of years prior to uh, when he had a decent season with Cincinnati. If he gets back to that at the age of 36, then it really kind of does stabilize your your rotation. You know? Um, It's going to be your... It's going to be, you know, Hobie Milner and Matt Bush and Bryce Wilson, um, Hauser, Adrian Hauser. I mean, you you got guys in that bullpen that you've kind of heard of, and then some guys you've never heard of, you know. So that yeah, they're just, you know, trying to either make the team or, you know, Guerra, uh, who they traded for uh, back in November, he's a guy that's expected. Bryce Wilson's expected to be there. Uh, who they picked him up from Pittsburgh, um, Payamps, uh, another guy that uh, they went went with to Oakland. They uh, they picked up, so you know they they're they're just trying to kind of piecemeal that that pen together. Hopefully, it does come together. So to lose, uh, you know, uh, Ashby, that's early. Yeah, that, that's not something ideal. But you'd rather lose him now and only have him, you know, gone say through the month of April into May a little bit rather than having that you know, something like that linger through August and September. So um, good question, but I I don't know just yet. We haven't seen how things are really going to kind of shake out for the Brewers as of yet either. I, um, again, I'm thinking 83 to 84 wins maybe. I know they're picked at 88. I want to see more. Uh, I'm I'm of the belief going into this season right now of prove me wrong. Uh, you know, we'll get into we'll we'll look at spring training and we'll we'll take a good look at Christian Yelich and then Ben, you and I will make our uh, our prediction on home run and power numbers and stuff again this season. Uh, he did not get over the he did not get over the uh, he did not get over the uh, the fifteen home run hump last year, <laughs> much to the chagrin of many. And it was but he got like hurt. Told, there's yeah, an asterisk well, on that. Yeah, there's there that's crap. They missed time, uh, we, right? We, uh, yeah, right. We all saw that coming. Uh, or so no, we'll they see. put him at leadoff, which kind of hindered his ability to hit home runs. He was hurt. He, uh, he, he had a different he approach. Hurt. You know, yeah, he's trying he to get on base for the rest of the lineup and try to set the uh, tone. That's because he sucked. <laughs> that's because he stunk. He wasn't worth a damn. Uh, so I'm hoping it's better this year. Uh, but I got to see a little bit uh, coming out of spring training as to what I'm going to think of him before I make any kind of wagers. I'd like to think he's going to give you better numbers, but I'm nowhere near there yet. He has been since the day he put the ink on the paper and COVID hit and all the flights shut down coming out of Phoenix and such since that day, he has stunk. And I still can't unsee that throw from left field that could, that, that looked like, you know, some little leaguer, 
was trying to get a ball on a big league field to a third baseman. I still can't unsee that lollipop that he threw that we all just, our jaws hit the table up in the press box, and we just went, what? What the hell was that? And he had no zip. So I'm hoping there was an injury there that he wasn't talking about, but we'll see. We shall see. 877-867-1670. Find us. I uh, would love to have you on board. Again, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella right now, 0% for 48 months. I'm not kidding. So you're looking outside, you're going, wow, I can hear the uh, the little pellets, the grapple, the ice, whatever it happens to be hitting the windows. And you're thinking to yourself, man, it's cold outside. I can see the wind blowing. It's kind of nasty. Blech. Blech. But inside, you're nice, you're warm, you're toasty, or you're not. Say you're not. Say you can hear the wind coming through the windows. Now it's time to get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Make your house more economical. Go to PellaWI.com, PellaWI.com, or call them, 855-PELLA-WI, and uh, say, hey, I want to get that free in-home consultation. I'm not committing to anything, but just come on out and take a look at it. Give me some prices. Give me some thoughts, whether it's big patio doors, entry doors, or windows in many different facets, whether it's vinyl, whether it's wood, uh, what you know, impervia, which is stronger than fiberglass. Uh, you can go with roll screens. You can go with slider windows. Many different opportunities, many different styles, uh, alter- exteriors, interiors, whatever it may be. But get a hold of our friends at Pella because right now, 0% financing by the end of the month. Then this thing goes away. 0% for 48 months. 0% for 48 months. Right now, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, look for our friends. I was just down yesterday and I uh, went and saw Greg and the guys from Burn Pit Barbecue. Greg uh, just recovering from some ACL surgery and a meniscus and such, and he's up moving around. But uh, but uh, you're going to see him at the uh, Journal Sentinel Sports Show at the Wisconsin Expo Center. So if you're uh, going to be out and about, uh, stop out and check it out. Uh, the Burn Pit Barbecue guys, burnpitbbq.com. They are veteran-owned, based right here in Wisconsin. And make sure you, if you're going to go to the sports show and start dreaming of warmer weather, that you stop by the uh, Burn Pit Barbecue booth and say hi to the guys and uh, see how, how Greg's doing. I don't know how long he's going to be able to sit around and uh, or stand around on that leg and on that knee that he just got done having the surgery on, but uh, he's going to be there. Uh, they're gonna, those guys are going to be there, so uh, they're committed to it. And uh, looking forward to seeing them at the sports show. Again, go to burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com, but look for them at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show. Should be uh, should be nice. Stop over and uh, grab some of the sauces and see what I've been talking about. Um, the uh, John says, "Sorry if I missed it, but when can the Packers start to restructure the cap? And is Aaron Rodgers' decision delaying that rework?" Um, first of all, they can start doing that at any time. They've already done it with a little bit with the Aaron Rodgers or with the Aaron Jones deal. And as far as Aaron Rodgers' decision, uh, maybe a little bit. You know, maybe it's kind of depending on what direction it goes, that type of thing, as to whether or not they will or will not restructure certain contracts. But uh, they can start, you know, doing that kind of stuff at any point in time. There's probably more deals to be made, but and especially right now because you got to get below the salary cap by the new league year. So you're going to start doing that right now. 
You want you can start doing that right now. And I would assume over the next week you're going to see a lot of that as you get closer to uh, March 14th, which is the start of the new league year. So the Packers got to get down. There you go. Good stuff. We got another one yet to go. Another hour. It's getting kind of ugly outside. If you haven't been out looking at it, I don't know what it's like up north, but uh, here snow continues to fly. And I can hear it pelting the windows in kind of a sleety, craptastic type of day. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.